0: Hey, this is the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your hosts, Russell Martin and Brent Aiken. We are glad you are joining us today, and we hope you find this conversation helpful, insightful, and encouraging as you continue to lead your students in ministry. I want to remind you to check us out on social media at Talk Student Men and find our website, studentministryconversations.org. Today, we're going to hear an interview with Bailey Avery, and she shares a little bit about how to leave well in youth ministry. So Brent, this was your conversation. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, so today we're going to sit down and talk with Bailey Avery, and she is one of my old associate youth pastors, and she stepped down from the associate position and is still one of our volunteers, um, which definitely adds a, an interesting twist to the normal um happenings of youth ministry and so we're going to sit down today and we're going to talk about how to leave a ministry well Um, but specifically in her uh, situation we're also going to talk about how do you step down without stepping out and give the light and give the opportunities to the person that's stepping in behind you and so it was a super super awesome episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear it
0: awesome So without any more delay, here's Brent's conversation with Bailey Avery.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast. Um, My name is Brent Aiken, and I am here today with Bailey Avery. And Bailey Avery is a super special guest on our podcast for me, because she is one of my previous um, associate youth pastors, And one of my best friends, but it also brings a great opportunity for a really, really important topic. And so, Bailey's gonna sit down with us today and talk about how to leave well or how to step down without stepping out of a youth ministry. Um, And so, Bailey, before we get going, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, what you're doing now, since you aren't on staff with me anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
2: So my name is Bailey. Um, I moved here to Abilene to go to college and then kind of through, I don't know what you would call it, ended up here at Wiley um, working with you. And it was awesome for what, two years, a little over two years, I think. Um, And then eventually circumstances in my life happened. Um, I graduated and I moved on and i have a different job now but i still volunteer with with our youth group and the kids always make fun of me for doing the same job for free which is funny
1: yeah very much <laughs> so um other than your job and what you did here um explain bailey without explaining ba- like without telling us who you are that tiktok <laughs> trend
2: I don't know. I guess a puppy. That's my personality. <laughs> I'm, I'm a puppy. I, I was the super hyperactive, like, you know, it's kind of scatterbrained part of, you know, our duo, our friendship, but I think it works. I think I'm fun.
1: I'm fun. We're going to I'm fun. Okay. Well, perfect. And so, um, obviously the conversation is today, leaving well, or how do you step out of a program? How do you step down from a program without stepping out of it? And that is something that you've definitely, um, had the opportunity to do over the past year and a half, uh, with stepping down from your role, but still volunteering. And so why is leaving well so important, like leaving a youth ministry, um, where you're setting up the next person to succeed?
2: So, Well, for me, I I still feel like I had, like, special circumstances because I was leaving my job in the hands of one of my best friends um, and another one of my best friends. You and Shauna are my probably my two best friends. So um, I obviously wanted to make her feel comfortable and feel like she was in charge and give her, like, the confidence to lead the way that she wanted to lead. I also wanted to leave well because I knew the kids would see it. And you posted a post the other day on your personal Facebook about how there's this despair. Sometimes there's this, I don't know what to call it, but kids don't, or people don't like the church sometimes anymore because they see their parents going to church all the time. But then in their personal lives, they're not doing what the church is saying that they should do. They're not loving people. They're not giving. And so I really wanted to leave gracefully so that kids could see our kids could see, like you can move through a hard situation and still like act out all the things that I had been trying to teach them. So it was really, really important to me for them to start seeing that transition,
1: I guess. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's important. And I mean, the other thing is, I think, especially when you're leaving a youth ministry, I'm in my third um, youth ministry now, one of the big questions that I've learned to ask myself is, are you leaving a legacy of yourself and your efforts to where the next person has no fighting chance of surviving in the program that you've established? Because they have no step in, um, or your shoes are too big to fill? Mm -hmm. Um, Or are you leaving the legacy of the volunteers and the leaders that you've poured into in your ministry? And so, you having Shauna as one of your volunteers Mm -hmm. and then allowing that opportunity for practically y'all to just swap roles Mm -hmm. was super, super encouraging. And it was really, really something that needs to be addressed in any ministry. If you are um, new to this, or if you've been in this for a long time, are you leaving a legacy that lasts beyond yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a super big question to ask. And so for the youth pastors um that might know this situation is coming soon, maybe you leaving is on the horizon. Um, what steps would you recommend them start as a part of their exit strategy?
2: So again, I was super lucky. I had Shauna, she was already there so just her kind of stepping up and taking even more leadership and seeing them like making sure the kids saw her as someone they could talk to but also as a figure authority figure almost because we know how junior high kids can be sometimes love them um but <laughs> so kind of letting her be in that role was probably what made it so easy cuz i feel like our transition was seamless between that and having breaks right after almost because of covid and she just took over from there and they weren't seeing me as much so i think you have to start putting somebody in front of you and kind of stepping back or even just if you have another youth pastor with you like having you maybe be more yeah in front of the kids so that you could kind of start taking those steps back so it's not as big of a shock
1: yeah fading into the background more or less Mm -hmm. before you kind of just step off and be like, all right, yeah. see ya. Um, no, I definitely think that, um, that's something that, um, honestly, I wish I've done better in previous youth ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the people listening to this podcast, actually on our website, um, studentministryconversations.org, if you want to read more into my history of leaving churches, um, I actually wrote a blog post about this as well. Um, and it's called, um, leaving a legacy that doesn't end when you leave. Um, and so I won't go into too much detail. You should just definitely go read the blog if you want to, but, um, there's definitely something there. There's an opportunity to where you have to fade to the background in order to smoothly transition out, especially if the person, um, especially, well, two things, especially if they're not going to have another leader for a while. Um, that was the experience in one of my churches to where, Um, It was going to be volunteer led until they found another person. Um, And so it was something that I had to step back and let those volunteers shine long before I left for them to a have the confidence to continue leading after I left, and then b also have. Um, the ability to have the respect and have the attention of the students that we're ministering to. And same thing with you and Shauna, you had opportunities to let Shauna step forward and it allowed you to kind of fade back. And then COVID was, I mean, as painfully yeah, bad, but. awful that COVID was, it was actually a great transition moment for y'all because like you said, it was an opportunity for where you kind of faded off into the back. Shauna took lead and then it was just, okay, well, Shauna's it. And we really have nowhere else to go. Um, And
2: and so silver linings. And if there was one, it was, it was that for me.
1: Yeah. And I I think that goes to one of the biggest things that I've ever learned in youth ministry is the ministry doesn't need to revolve around you. Um, And I genuinely believe that if it does, you're doing it wrong. Um, because it should be about your volunteers. It should be about your students. And then the third thing that I would say it needs to be about is your parents. Um, because those are all very, very big pieces of your ministry. And so, um, how do you continue serving in a group without overstepping the new leadership?
2: Is it bad that I actually really like it? <laughs> Being a volunteer is awesome. I I just get to show up instead of having to plan the Nerf war. I just get to show up and shoot kids with Nerf guns. It's awesome. Um, no, but I, I was, I was a little bit type A, I guess, especially whenever I first worked for you. So it was all about planning, you know, everything had to be perfect. Um, and so for me, it was a lot about, it was a lesson in humility, honestly. Um, just sitting back and saying like, okay, this is how Sean is going to do it. And it's awesome. And there's a lot of things that she's doing now that I'm like, yes, that is how I probably should have done it. I wish I would have thought of that and just acknowledging her strengths and saying, okay, so this is her her strengths. How can I complement that as a volunteer?
1: So just to go into a little more detail, I guess um, go into specifics on those specific strengths. Like what, what did you do that Shauna did differently? And how did you allow yourself to, I guess, highlight the strengths that Shauna did have? Mm-hmm. And I mean, feel free to go into detail. Cause I think the more detail, especially in this part, um, the better, because it gives opportunities for, um, ideas and things to happen.
2: So one thing I would say, Shauna's strength, is definitely she's got a very calming demeanor she she calms people down and i do the exact opposite i hype people up and get everybody super hyper and not focusing and so shauna brings this very like calming leadership to the kids especially but then whenever we're having fun i get to hype them up and so we have this like super balanced leadership me and her together i feel like because she balances out my crazy and I kind of kick up her uh her excitement a little bit by you know being me. Yeah, energy. I don't know. <laughs> energy, sure. energy. Sure. Um, but so that's one way that I've really noticed that we complement each other. And as a volunteer, um, I've definitely had to be more mindful of when to be quiet, I guess, in that, so that she can continue like leading the way that she leads in this very like calming you know we're talking cuz people get super sidetracked whenever i try to teach i don't know why but they do maybe well it's cuz of me well you know it's because of me but so i've had to learn how to be quiet and just listen and like kind of try to make myself calmer and then you know whenever it's time to be funny we we can go for it because Shauna's also a lot quieter in general yeah um she's like she thinks more before she talks <laughs> I don't (laughs) whoops. Um, so it's like, I can drag her into our crazy antics that we have with the kids because I can just be like a junior high kid because you know, that's how I am. So I guess it's our personalities. I've, I've learned when to be quiet. I've learned when to try to pull Shauna into just absolute crazy, you know, situations. Like we have a bunch of crazy hypotheticals that we always talk about and just stuff like that and it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And so you talked about things that you've learned and things that you've kind of taken away from this. What would be the biggest thing that you've taken away from I guess not only necessarily the transition but also I mean it could very much transition into the real world of how do you step back from being the person that's in lead mm-hmm. to the person that's following? Like what what's the biggest takeaway if you had to pin down one?
2: like I said, I I think it's a lesson in humility. Just again, like the kids would come up to me and they would ask me, Oh, can we do this? Or, or how do we, where do we go for this? And I would just say, ask Shauna, I don't know. And just being able to say, I don't know. And that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I think are really, really important because I think when you've been leading, you want to have all the answers, you know, you're, you're so used to being like, Oh, well, you're supposed to go over here and you're supposed to do this. And just saying, I don't know. It I think is pretty powerful. And after a few times, the kids definitely caught on and they knew like if it was something about planning, I probably didn't know the answer. And I kind of intentionally didn't know the answers. I didn't want to know because I'm having a great time as a volunteer. Um, not that being a youth pastor wasn't also awesome. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm having a great time. And so I just saying, I don't know, yeah. asking for help.
1: No, I, I definitely think that's good. And I think that's, I mean, really a lesson that can go beyond, um, the walls of being a volunteer or being a ministry leader or being just in a relationship with Jesus at all is sometimes I don't know is okay. Um, and ha- being humble enough to admit that you don't have all the right answers Um, especially when you're in a leadership scenario, it's sometimes really, really hard for especially some type, you said you're type A planning. Um, But I would say that especially with some personalities, it's super, super hard to not have all the answers. answers. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's really, really hard to step down from that as well. I know that's one thing that I struggle with. Um, I don't know what personality type you would call it, but I often call it the bulldozer Um, control freak, (laughs) control freak personality. Thanks. Great title. Um, yeah. And so a lot of times when I see something, um, that I want done, I might start by asking someone else to do it, but then I'm really bad and I'm working on this. Um, it's something that I've definitely come to understand as a crutch of mine. Um, is I will ask someone to do it, but when they don't do it the way I want it done, I'll just kind of push them out of the way and be like, all right, well, it looks better this way, or like you could do it this way, and kind of unintentionally shove them out of doing the job. Um, and she, yeah, she Bailey's firsthand experience. <laughs> so, but yeah, and so um, with that, you can't be the bulldozer Mm -hmm. stepping down from a ministry, you can't be the one that has to have all the right answers. And, um, which another cool
2: thing that's happened through that too, is when Shauna doesn't know something, sometimes I do. And so it's kind of like a, come on, let's come over to the side and I'll say like, I know where this thing that you're looking for is. I know exactly where it's at. And so that's been kind of cool too. It's almost like she learned faster. Yeah. Different where stuff is.
1: Yeah. Well, and it also kind of leans to the side effect of, or to the side of also, even though you're not the person in charge you are still getting the opportunity to be that support system for them. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been in ministry without a support system, it is absolutely miserable and there is not a faster way to go through burnout Um, because you're not meant to do ministry alone. Um, You need a community of people that are like-minded that you can talk to. And when you're trying to do it alone, it is super, super difficult to handle um, because man, ministry's hard. And so, like you said, even, even you not necessarily giving all the answers, there are moments where you can step up when she's struggling and it's like, Oh, well, Hey, no, I, I actually do know how to do this. Or uh, like when a question's asked and she's like, uh, and you're like, no, I know this kid, they're actually talking about this situation that happened at this time. And like, you can pull out that history and everything like that. It gives you an opportunity to be that support system that they can lean on, um, which is super, super helpful. Um, and so obviously you've already said one of the biggest benefits I think in your mind, <laughs> which is you don't have to plan anymore. You just get to show up and have fun. Um, but what are the other benefits um, of being in a group where you are volunteering where you already know the kids?
2: So the first one that popped into my head um, was that I already have this relationship with all of them. And so, like I already have like a three year some three years, four almost four years, yeah. Long relationship with some of these kids. I've seen them grow up. I, you know, I knew what they were like in junior high and I see what they're like now in high school. And so sometimes that's really cool because it kind of helps you, it can help me navigate how to talk to them better. Um just watching them like I said, grow up. Um, And another thing that I would say that would be a benefit would be that I already know you. And I already know, like, if I'm struggling with something, or if, you know, a kid tells me like, you know, I'm having this problem. And I think you need to know, I already have that relationship with you. I don't have to feel awkward about talking to you. I don't have to feel awkward about talking to Shauna or any other staff members at the church. So I already have a relationship with the kids and I already have a relationship with you. I've have a relationship with some of their parents. So I'd say that that's probably the biggest benefit, even though not having to set up all the tables for Nerf Wars is a lot of fun. Um, the relationships that came along with already being here is probably number one.
1: Well, and I would say from the other aspect of that, of being the boss, um, it also is really, really good from my standpoint of being the lead youth pastor is when you get into a situation that you are talking with a student, um, specifically mm-hmm. the thing that comes to mind is um, we were on the mission trip a, about a week and a half ago. And one of the nights that we had, um, I challenged the youth to pair up. And talk about something um, that God was kind of leading them through. Um, and that conversation or that opportunity led some volunteers to pair up with students and then other students to pair up with students. And that led y'all to go have a conversation for like upwards of two hours, um, which was a super, super beneficial conversation. Um, and it was like an hour and 45 minutes longer than all the other conversations. Mm. Um, but coming from the leader perspective of me being the main person, having that trust in you already, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a, Oh man, they're talking for two hours. Like what are, what is she saying? Like, am I going to have to go like interrogate or quiz or, Like, am I going to have to go look through this whole conversation or like ask about what was discussed? Because like, especially in a volunteer that I don't really know, which I mean, most of the time on trips, I know the volunteers fairly well, but it's a peace of mind when like she worked with me, you worked with Mm -hmm. me for two years. Um, and so I, I know very much in and outs of your belief system and like what you would have said and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so I had full confidence and trust that that conversation was not only going to be meaningful, but it, you were going to rock it as far as advice and everything, mm-hmm. um, which allowed me to kind of leave that conversation to you and not worry about it. And so from a leadership perspective of that, it's super, super encouraging. And that's one of the benefits, um, definitely is. I don't have to build that trust, like you said, is mm-hmm. I trust that you handle your job and do your business and that's great. Um, but so there obviously is another side to benefits. And what would be any difficulties specifically um, where you are volunteering um and you already know the kids, I guess.
2: The same thing. Sometimes it can be the same exact thing that is such a benefit. It can be that I have longer relationships with all of these kids. And so, a lot of the time, um, it's like I want them to go talk to Shauna and I want them to form these bonds with Shauna. But sometimes I feel like I'm a hindrance to that because they don't talk to Shauna; they want to talk to me because they know me and they or yeah. they already trust me. And so, sometimes I re- like one of our youth kids. There's been two or three times where after youth, she sat me down and we she asked to talk to me, and so we've gone into like the the playroom or wherever, you know, not playroom. I don't know. I don't know what it's called.
1: Junior High Room. Yeah, the
2: junior high room. And she's like told me all this stuff and it's like telling me all the things that she's struggling with. And and she's really like asking for advice and asking for, I guess, godly leadership in that way. And Shauna's like literally standing 10 feet away. Yeah. And can hear it all. But she isn't asking Shauna. She's asking me. And so sometimes I I do feel like a hindrance for the kids making those relationships with Chana.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a different um, battle to face Um, with every good thing. Obviously there's things that could be difficult as well, Um, but I think that that is definitely one. There's an opportunity there and coming from where I've been in a couple different youth ministries and I've had a a few different associate youth pastors now, Mm -hmm. I've had some that left and moved Um, and while that's difficult at some point, because, and in some sense they're leaving and like, they're losing that Mm -hmm. mentor and that's a, that's damaging to the group because then they have to like learn to trust the new person and everything Mm -hmm. like that. Then you have the whole other spectrum of it as to where they fully, fully trust the last person that never Mm -hmm. left. And so it is a difficult situation, um, to tackle either way. But I would say just from experiencing both, I would take having a volunteer oh, yeah. or having a leader, uh, associate youth pastor step down and not step out, mm-hmm. then step down and step out because you still have that trust system. You have the support system. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, um, that, Uh, The person that steps down will be a huge support system for the person stepping in. And then ultimately over time, it will transition because you will eventually get to the point to where the kids that did know the associate youth pastor or know you, Mm -hmm. they will eventually phase out and new kids will come in and those kids will know Shauna or um, whoever's in your ministry um, who's listening to this as the person. Just like Mm -hmm. when we step into uh, the lead youth ministry role or the youth pastor role, depending on the size of your church. Um, it's something that we walk into every single time. You always have the, oh, well, you're not so-and-so. Yeah, you're not, you're not you're fill know. in the blank. And so it can be difficult. Um, and so I would definitely say that it has been um, super encouraging um, for me to see the transition go well um, from kind of being the boss standpoint. Um, I think it's definitely, um, kept the accountability of our group, but it's also kept the, um, mindset and the growth stable because when you lose people, it always kind of goes downhill. And so having the opportunity to where you can, um, keep people in your ministry, even when they step down might have some of the hindrances, Um, that would come with it, but I would say that the benefits far outweigh the hindrances is, um, with that, because, um, you have someone on your team that like is been in the trenches that knows the ins and outs of planning and details and knows the difficulty of how hard it is to go two weeks of camp. Mm -hmm. Um, in a lot of ways that
2: helps me minister to y'all too.
1: Yeah. That's gosh, that's even another side, like
2: speaking to Shauna and just telling her, I think you did a great job and speaking like positive words to her about what she'd been doing. Sometimes it it didn't feel like, you know, anybody ever did that whenever I was doing it. So I was like, okay, what does Shauna need? What would I have wanted?
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, especially anybody listening to this, if If you've been in ministry for a while, you know, it is a very unrewarding job most of the time, verbally, at least because a lot of people don't just stop and say, Hey, you're doing a great job Um, because it just isn't, it's not necessarily that it's thankless. It's a lot of um, it's almost like it's expected. Like the kids expect us, like they build such a relationship and trust with us that like they would be really concerned if it was any other way. And then the parents are kind of just, some of them are super supportive and others are like, Oh, Hey, thanks for taking my kid. Like, so it does fall into one of the realms of a, not necessarily a think list job, but you have to find your rewarding factors in a different life than other jobs. And so being that support system, I mean, going back to the whole support, like you have the opportunity to be like, I know that like, I didn't get words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I didn't get like the pat on the back when I slaved away on a lesson for mm-hmm. 15, 20 plus hours, whatever. Um, or I did back-to-back weeks of camp. Mm-hmm. No one comes up and like, is like, Oh man, like that must've been exhausting. Most of the time it's like, Oh, you enjoy your vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, side joke. Um, mm-hmm. but it's really, really cool to have people that know what you're going through as a part of your group. Um, and so that's really, really cool. I didn't even think about that one, but that's awesome. Um, so any final thoughts, um, any, any last bits of advice that you'd want to leave people that might be leaving their ministry soon, Or for just the volunteers out there. Um, We do have a couple people that are volunteers only that listen Mm -hmm. to this. And like maybe there's a tip that you've learned stepping into that volunteer role of how volunteers can serve um, their leaders better.
2: Hmm. So I guess my biggest. Advice for somebody who's kind of stepping down and maybe they're going to stay with that same youth group is you have to be more concerned about the souls of the people that you've been serving than your own pride. And that can be really hard. Um, that was something that just really was easy for me. And so I, I guess in a lot of ways, like I didn't really have to struggle with that a whole lot because I know that Shauna was doing a great job and she was definitely going to, you know, speak life into the kids and and do what she was supposed to and and teach them the things that they needed to know so that they could develop their own faith. Um, but just when it comes down to it, you really have to narrow your focus and say like, okay, this is what's important to me. These kids are important to me. That's why I'm staying. And I feel like anybody who's going to stay, that's going to be easy for them because most people are just going to, you know, peace out and, and move somewhere else. But, yeah, um, so that's, that's why I stayed. Is because I just really love those kids a lot. Um, and then what was the other question?
1: Just like as far as volunteers, or like um, since you've kind of stepped into a volunteer role, any advice that you'd potentially give towards volunteers that might be listening to this, um, as how they can um, do better to um, serve. S- serve alongside or step okay alongside um, um, their leaders. So something
2: I first I had to learn how to listen and how to do you know what 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 y'all wanted and not be like well this is what I think this is how I think that this should go I had to really learn how to listen because well you know me I'm kind of I can be a little stubborn on occasion um but um another thing that I really had to learn um was to not let myself get burnt on burnt out on volunteering. I had to learn how to take time and say, like, hey, I'm, you know, I need, I think there was one point where I was like, Brand, I need two weeks because my life was just nuts at that point. And then working, you know, 40 plus hours and then also volunteering was taking a toll on me. Yeah. And so sometimes I felt like when I came back, I was better. I, I served better and I was more patient. And, and so part of volunteering, I think is sometimes just saying like, Hey, I need a break. I need, I need a break. And so not, not burning yourself out on it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I I think there's definitely a hard window to when you're up here and you're serving. I mean, at the time you were a part-time associate. And so Mm -hmm. you were up here 20, 30 hours a week, um, depending on the week for the most part outside of camps and mission trips and like where you were up here 20 to 30 weeks required Mm
0: -hmm. stepping
1: out. And it's like, Oh, well, I'm only doing like five hours a week Mm -hmm. now. It doesn't seem like much, but what you might fail to remember or mention or even consider is, Oh, well I added a full-time 40 hour a week job. Mm -hmm. And then I added all the other my avenues that I've dealt with. And since I've quit that job. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's so much different life change and time consuming elements um, where it's super, super healthy to step down on occasion. And having those two weeks, um, it didn't kill us. Did <laughs> we miss you when you were gone? Sure. Um, but um, ultimately, that leads to the step that a leader has to know um, when volunteers are getting towards that burnout mm-hmm. because our main priority should be prioritizing our volunteers because they are the ones that prioritize the students and so i think that's super super beneficial and so finally um bailey how can people connect with you on social media do you have any shameless plugs um do you want to throw i don't throw in your store i don't know if you do shipping or anything but <laughs> i
2: do i do do shipping we just bought a scale i'm so excited
1: yeah. So okay. So back what do you story. do now that you're not a associate <laughs> youth pastor?
2: backstory? I brought my family business here to people know you live in Abilene, right? Yeah. We're not able to like beep that out. It's not like nobody can know yeah. where you live. No. Okay. So yeah, I brought my family store to Abilene. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Um, and I, I opened a store. Where we're like engraving. So we make trophies and plaques and we make personalized tumblers and I can basically engrave anything except plastic.
1: Here's to you, youth pastors. Next time you're trying to steal the Dundies or anything like that, Bailey could hook you up with engraving on your trophies. I totally can.
2: Um, But yeah, so is that a shameless plug? I don't really know. But yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. Um,
1: And that would be what?
2: Avery's Awards. Okay. Abilene. Um, I don't really even know my own like handles for social media <laughs> so maybe i maybe you should know that i don't know my name is spelled really weird if you wanted to find me on facebook so good luck with that i guess oh it'll, wait it'll be on it'll be in me. the show notes it'll be on the show notes yeah
1: but it's facebook.com bailey.avery b-a-y-l-i Ooh. dot a-v-e-r-y um and so yeah Got picture of my cute little family. Definitely should check her out. Definitely check out Avery Awards Abilene. Like I said, she does engraving for us. We've done cups and um, coffee mugs and different things with her. Um, and yeah, so it has been a great opportunity and a great privilege to have her on the podcast as well. Like I said, she...
2: Can I tell my favorite joke?
1: Yes, she wants to end... <laughs> the, okay, like, like she said at the beginning, Bailey is practically her, I mean, her spirit animal is a puppy. Um, Heck yeah, because yeah, that's her. Um, but so she wants to end with one more thing.
2: <laughs> okay. So this is my favorite joke. I think everybody should tell it to all of their, um, youth kids. Cause it's hilarious. Um, so what is it? Oh, I just forgot it. Dang it. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. And the Lord said unto Moses, come forth and you shall receive eternal life. But Moses came fifth and won a toaster
1: there you have it (laughs) well hopefully you loved this episode just as much as as we had fun uh, recording this Um, be sure to if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music or any of the other podcasting sites be sure to check out our website um, and get the show notes for this this will have um, a link to her store um, where she does engraving and stuff like that but then also you can find her um, social media handles and everything else like that But thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you all next time.
2: Bye. Yay!
0: Wow, that was really good. Thanks, Brent, for sitting down with Bailey, and and thanks, everyone else, for joining us today and listening. Uh, We hope you were encouraged and inspired by this week's episode, uh, and maybe you found some tools and some things that you can use as you continue to pour into the lives of your students
1: Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, we would ask that you leave a comment and a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We would appreciate that so much as it helps us climb through the ratings and let our podcast be more um, known to other youth pastors that are... Um, podcast listeners and um, would love to kind of sit in on these conversations as well. Also, maybe, you know, someone who would benefit from this conversation, take a moment and share this with them on social media, tag them and then also tag us at talk student men on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, And so Russell, you have the next conversation for next week. What is it about?
0: Yes, I sit down with Jen Whitmer, and she's a certified Enneagram coach and specializes in interpersonal conflict resolution. And we talk about what the Enneagram is. We go through what each of the types are, and we discuss how the Enneagram can be a tool for you to learn more about yourself and others and how it can help you in your personal life, your family, and your ministry. So it was a great conversation. And here's just a short clip
3: there's all the research out there that people who are more self-aware make more perfect, more effective team members. They create highly effective teams. They tend to make more money and they tend to reach their goals and objectives better. And it's because they know who they are and where they shine and where their deficits are and where their predictable pitfalls are going to be. And the Enneagram gives us that language to help us see, oh, here's what's motivating me. Here is why this is hard for me, or here, here's why this is really easy for me. And if we can start to understand the group dynamic in that way, then you can assign roles, responsibilities, all of those things can be structured around here's where where my skill set lies, and here is also what's motivating me.
1: Man, I'm definitely looking forward to that conversation. Just a reminder, be sure to go to studentministryconversations.org for show notes and links from this episode. Just search for this week's episode number in the search bar. um, And you can find notes from this podcast and other episodes in our podcast. We are now up to, I believe, like podcast 12, episode 12, episode 13. Um, and so there's tons of other content online. We also do have a couple blog posts and we're trying to, um, build up this blog where it has a bunch of resources and a bunch of different opportunities, um, and resources for you through that outlet as well. So be sure to check out our website and, um, we would love to hear your thoughts on the website as well. But again, thank you for joining us this week and we look forward to seeing you next week.